Hello and welcome to Songs for When. The podcast designed to help you find the perfect playlist for every occasion. So my friendship with her is like a never-ending story. It's M. And he thinks that he's a professional quality show impersonator. It's George. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Snap out of it! Chad Michaels, he ain't. Chad Michaels wishes. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting to the swing of it now aren't we we're back we're, we're back. back in the songs for when routine oh the songs for when routine i love this routine yeah stumble out of bed jump to the kitchen brush my teeth <laughs> use my floss and mouthwash yeah. <laughs> so exciting aren't we <laughs> this is your late 20s so you're flossing you're mouthwashing what are you binging what am i binging yeah so i actually have just finished a bit of a marvel binge culminating in loki yeah, I love Marvel movies and Marvel things, and it. I think it's probably my least favourite of the three series we've had so far, actually. Loved WandaVision, yeah, obviously. Yeah. It was incredible. And then, just kind of out of, oh, there's nothing else on, I watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and actually really enjoyed it, and I yeah. know a lot of people didn't. Yeah, it hasn't got the same hype as WandaVision. No, it felt like everyone was talking about WandaVision. Yeah. Um, whereas it felt like not many people were talking about I managed to avoid a lot of spoilers with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's quite good. Uh, whereas Loki started strong and it kind of flailed a bit in the middle for me personally yeah. anyway um, I don't know if that's the general consensus however I feel like the finale um, has changed the MCU forever <gasps> Ooh. is that a spoiler? no I think it makes people want to watch more yeah I think the MCU is now unchanged and also ready for Spider-Man and Doctor Strange because those will be the next releases I think oh and Eternals I'm excited for quite a lot of the stuff that Marvel has to offer, I think. Me too. I'm looking forward actually even to that What If series that's coming out. Mm. Um, even if it is animated. And it's um, Chadwick Boseman's last thing oh. ever. So that'll be really sad. Sometimes Disney do do good animated stuff. Good. There's so much new stuff on Disney Plus, on all the streaming networks and stuff. I find myself just binging Bob's Burgers all over again. I've just finished the most recent series of Bob Burgers, actually, that's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Which actually was really, it's just a nice, enjoyable. Who's your favourite Belcher? Tina. Tina. Louise for me, I think. Martini, Tina. <laughs> oh, yeah, Linda. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, lovely. Linda. When you say Belcher, I think like the kids, but it's definitely Linda. Yeah, she's brilliant. I kind of, because I like bursting into song. Totally connect with her. Singing about what I'm doing. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Um, is there any particular moments you've, you love from Bob's Burgers? In the last few series, they've introduced that. The limo driver. <laughs> I can't remember her name, but she's been in like three or four episodes now and she's just brilliant. And she like, it's the episode where they go, so they're on like a Valentine's like day out in a limo. Yes. And um, they want to put their heads through the top of the roof and she keeps telling them that they can't because of Thomas Hanks in the movie Big. And everyone tried to <laughs> do it because of Thomas Hanks. <laughs> and it got a lot of people into trouble because of Thomas Hanks. And it's just the way she calls him Thomas Is Hanks. Is that the one where they go to that restaurant and Tina's really scared of the doll? Oh, that's a different one, but that is also really good. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, Boss is great. For anyone that doesn't watch it, it's on Amazon Prime and Disney Plus. Yeah, it's just really easy watch, and there's quite a lot of seasons of it, but it doesn't feel like a hard watch. It doesn't feel like a slog. Um, but also, I was always really scared about watching the later seasons because I thought they couldn't keep up the quality, but they just have. And the movie's coming soon. I'm so excited, and the soundtracks from Spotify. Like you can get so much Bob's Burgers in your life. I have a little burger that you press, and it says lines from it. <laughs> if I'm sad, I press it. Aww. Yeah. Any favourites? Uh, Tina goes under strong, sensual woman. 
like that episode um, I watched recently where she gets her new glasses and Louise convinces her she's got a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets because really, like, she means she can see butts clearer. Yeah. <laughs> what everyone needs to be able to see butts clearer. <laughs> so uh, let's get started. Let's get started. So um, each week we pick a playlist theme and then we go away. We pick five songs each and then we come together and we pick five songs each that we think share that playlist theme yeah. perfectly and then we come together and share them here. Uh, this week the theme is uh, songs for when you're in the mood for some literal lyrical storytelling part two. That's right. It's stories episode two part two. We did we one had, last season. I think it was our favourite episode. It was our favourite. And it's the one we had the most positive feedback from, from loads of different people. Yeah, it's a really fun episode. I think we had a right laugh with it. And we're hoping for the same thing for next. I know they say like it doesn't strike twice, but I really hope it does. Today. I think we've got some funny songs, <laughs> to be honest. So it's your turn to kick off. I'm going to kick us off with Copacabana by none other than Barry Manilow. Her name was Lola. Are you a Barry fan alone? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the slightest. One of the main reasons I picked this song, obviously, is because uh, it is a clear story. He literally tells, he's the narrator, isn't he? He of, is. Of a, of a tale of woe and heartbreak at the Copacabana. But also, the vibe of the song just does not fit the vibe of the story that he's telling. So what's the plot? What's the, a, a brief synopsis. So it's about a girl and her name was Lola. Right. She was a showgirl. Right. She had yellow feathers in her hair. Yeah. And a dress cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm going to be more simple with it now. So Lola... Yeah, we've, we've got three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Lola and Tony, Tony worked behind the bar at the, at the Copacabana. Okay. And they fell in love. And one night a man named Rico comes in and he catches, like, Lola catches his eye. And he Well, asks, she sounds like a gorgeous woman. Yeah, she can merengue out and chat <laughs> <laughs> So Rico calls her over, and it, it, it seems like he pushes it a bit far. A bit handsy. Lola. Yeah, probably gets a bit handsy with Lola. Tony catches it, really pissed off, jumps over the bar, starts a fight. Then, out of nowhere, there's a gunshot. But we don't know who shot who. And this is actually quite good, because he leaves it as, like, a... Because we don't know who shot who. And then he goes into the chorus. Like, oh, God. And we don't actually know who shot who until he says, she lost her love. So Lola lost her love. So we just have to assume from that that it was it's Tony, it's Tony that dead. that's been shot. So then you get a bit it's, of a... To it's Tony that dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get a bit of an epilogue, right? Yeah. That she's now like a washed up star. She's like lost everything. She lost her like love. She lost Tony. But when he when he says it, I says she lost a Tony. And I've always thought that meant that she was she could have got a Tony. <laughs> <laughs> she lost her youth and she lost her Tony. Yeah. Because she's also insane. Because she lost her youth, her Tony, and she lost her mind. Yeah, because she's seen the love of her life get shot, and she hasn't even got a Tony. Like she could have been nominated for best actress. Do you think showgirls from um, bars north of Havana often get nominated for Tony Awards? What I took it as is God knows where her life could have gone if she'd been happy and her boyfriend hadn't been shot in front of her. <laughs> so my favourite line from the whole song yeah. is um, now it's a disco but not for Lola. It's really <laughs> the story is 
is so depressing. <laughs> and the song is so happy, isn't it? You described it to me as the happiest song about someone being shot. When you listen to Copacabana and you don't listen to the lyrics, I don't think you actually realise it's about someone being shot. No. Poor Tony. Rest in peace. I hope Rico serves time. I don't know. I feel like he was a big baller, you know? <laughs> Maybe we need it from... Like a sequel. So that's my first story song of the week. It's Copacabana by Barry Manilow. Oh. It's a pretty like, an obvious one, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a classic. Yeah. This is why we've done part two, because there were so many. There were too many. And I think we could do part three, four, yeah. five. Maybe it's, a, it's got to be... And sna- maybe once a season, we'll do stories. This will be what you all look forward to, like the Snatch game. Yeah, I shouldn't put a second episode in there, really, should I? All Stars 2, best series ever. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my first song of the week is Lucky by Britney Spears. the ground that Miss Spears walks on. Yeah, always have, always, always will. Yeah, and I obviously, I kind of wanted to bring her back to the table because I only brought Toxic series one. So I thought, yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, I, And I'd forgotten about that as well because I thought this was the first time you'd used Britney. So I kind of think, obviously I know this isn't an obscure Britney song. It's it not what, I don't think it'd be in the top 10. She's had such a long, vast career mm. that I think it would be lucky to be in the top 20 of like songs you'd name right off the top. Yeah. But, and then like obviously it does also have a story thread, threaded yeah, through it. Yeah, and it's really reminiscent of Britney's story. It's very poignant because of everything yeah, that's apparently. going on right now. So hopefully we'll be further along by the time this episode comes out. Yeah. Um, but Britney is currently petitioning to end her conservatorship and she spoke in court quite recently and shared a lot of information with us yeah. about how her life's been. And now this song makes more sense, doesn't this it? This song feels really sad. Yeah. So... Lucky is the story of an actress mm. called Lucky. Um, and everyone says, oh, she's so lucky. She's, she's a, a star. star. But she cries, cries, cries in her lonely heart. Because she thinks if there is nothing missing in her life, yeah. why do these tears come at night? So basically what we're doing this episode is just requoting the <laughs> One of my favourite song moments from a pop song ever is when it's like early morning, she wakes up. And it's knock, knock, knock on the door. And then you get the boom, boom, boom. And like, it's time for makeup. She's got to go out. She's got to go and be this beautiful woman that the world knows and loves. But really, she's just sad. It's even more depressing It feels autobiographical, doesn't it? Even though it came out so early in her career. But I kind of hope that we'll be looking back at this song and Britney can be performing it in a few years' time when she feels ready to come back. Yeah, and it's like her telling her story. Yeah, and did include it in the first run of her Vegas residency. Do you reckon she took it out? Because the, like, the people in charge were like, this happens on the podcast. This Don't. is about her. Well, I watched, I part of this, I did bring it up on YouTube and watched the performance, and she just looks so sad when she's singing it. Like, she really knows about. what this is about for her life. Um, it also features one of my favourite things that a song can ever do, which features someone winning an award. Yeah, if you <laughs> love award, I... I like awards. I like awards too, but I love it when someone wins an award in the middle of a song. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to win an award at any point, it should be in the middle of a song. (laughs) I love that bit of interest. And the best actress is, oh my God, yes it is, it's lucky. Oh my God. I'm Roger Johnson outside for Pub News. It's got 
characters. It's not just got lucky. There's other characters in this song. So Britney's the but, narrator. Yeah, but she's in the video. She's lucky as well. She's lucky she? and the narrator. She plays both parts. She's double cast. Well, one woman show. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you remember it, but Britney's like sat on this like crescent moon, like watching over Lucky. Like her twin. I guess yeah. Like, but then again, does that not just feel even sadder? Yeah. I don't know. Because she's aware of it happening to her. It shows that she knows what's happening to her. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like the story. So Lucky is the story of a a star whose life is not quite what it seems. I think that's probably most stars. It is, but it feels more poignant because it's Britney singing it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, free Britney. I'll bring a happier Britney song. It's so much fun, isn't it? So <laughs> <laughs> Are there other Britney songs that have a story? I can't think of any off the top of my head. They don't have like a narrative structure, I, I think. I don't think she's about that, is she? No, she's about giving us a show. Yeah. And I hope she gives us a show. I think she I think she will. But if she chooses not to, I'm also That's cool awesome. That. We, we, we support you, Britney. Yeah, I hope you stumble across this podcast. <laughs> We always talk to people like they're going to be listening. No, I just, I love Britney Spears and I think she's actually a really adorable person who deserves the world. That's what I think. Do not cry, dear. I think I'm fine. (laughs) Give us your next song, babe. Uh, My next song is Crocodile Rock by Elton John. obscure now um, <laughs> what do you, what do you it's, it's about a dance called the crocodile rock it's a really simple story actually isn't it go on then um, Elton John and Susie used to dance to the crocodile rock I heard rock. they had a lot of fun yeah they loved dancing to the crocodile rock and then years went by and the rock just died <laughs> Dwayne Johnson died <laughs> no. do you think this is like you know how in American Pie they sing the day the music died and that's yeah about it's Buddy a bit Holly. like that it's about Buddy Holly. Oh, is it? Yeah, that song's about that plane crash. So I, the reason, okay, is this song was from the Four Weddings and a Funeral soundtrack. Okay. It is from the Four Weddings and <laughs> a Funeral soundtrack. Richard Curtis must love this song because it's also in Vicar of Dibley. Is it? Oh, yeah, yes, it is. In the Cullen yeah. Oak episode, out in John Cullen Oak episode. Yeah, because basically, when I was younger, I thought this was the best story ever. But listening back to it as an adult, I can't really get what the story is from it. Basically, they really liked to dance and they were having a great time. But then Susie marries a foreign guy? Yeah, Susie went and left him for a foreign guy. Long nights crying by the wrecking machine. So basically, he's thinking back about his life and reminiscing about how fun it was to like dance to the crocodile rock. But when I was younger, I thought this song was literally Elton John telling the best story ever. But it's not. <laughs> Is it? When you break it down, when we break these things down, they sound so simplistic. Yeah, this is they? not actually a story. No. Other news, when I was younger and... I listened to this song. I thought the crocodile rock was literally a dance where you would slap your hands <laughs> <laughs> like a crocodile. And I do that. I do that dance when this was on. As kids, as a kid doing it, that's quite sweet. Yeah. You do it now. This is the crocodile rock. That's what I thought it was, and they would just dance around doing that. <laughs> what is the crocodile rock? I actually don't know. No, if they, anyone knows, they get don't in touch. do it on Strictly. No. It's not actually a good song either. So Alan John it. hates it. Yeah, it's really. I read generic. an interview with him recently because he's doing his farewell tour. Yeah. 
at the moment. And I think he means by that that he's not going to be touring again. Yeah. He may do the odd live show. Yeah. And he said one thing he's really looking forward to is never having to sing Crocodile Rock again when this is over. Uh, la 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 la. And uh, Owen Newitt sings it in the Vicar of Tiffany, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> Years went by. Just died. <laughs> used to be absolutely obsessed with this song and i was like this is definitely a story sorry and then when i listened to it i was like oh, i can't get it is. I can see it's a bit of a story isn't it your this episode you i got the playlist i looked at went i know all five of those yeah i didn't go for obscure this week nah it's not I, the week for it is it no i just went for some classic ones this time i think the story is quite obvious even if it's a bit simple you could picture it. it could be an episode of a tv show i don't think it could be a movie so, again, you remember last series we talked about Dolly Parton's Heartstrings TV yeah, and show? Then they, and, and each the, episode's about a different yeah. song. It could be like that, Elton John's Heartstrings. He's got a lot of stories, hasn't he, really? Rocket Man, Candle in the Wind. Yeah, but that's specifically about a person. I was about to say Diana Ross. It's not Diana. Princess Diana. It's originally about Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> Marilyn wasn't it? Monroe. And then there's a Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Yeah. Arr. Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets. What else is there? There's low. Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. So, basically, this... Crocodile Rock encompasses Elton John as a storyteller. Yeah, I think they're going to be Rocket Man. His song actually fits. I actually haven't seen that. <gasps> You'd love it. It's so good. It's unlike Bohemian Rhapsody where the songs are just performed. I would recommend Rocket Man. Because it's a story and it fits the story. Go on, Elton John. You I know what else Elton. I loved? I loved that little advert at Christmas of John Lewis from where Elton John's like learning the piano from being oh, a baby. Which was promoting Rocket Man. Yeah, but it was a good advert. I don't, some, if, if, I don't care. That's the point of an advert, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, promote shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my next song is Tribute by Tenacious D. We looked at each other and we each said, Okay, and we played the first thing that came to our heads. Just so happened to be the best song in the world. It was the best song in the world. Look into my eyes and it's easy to see. greatest song in the world but it's got to be up there uh, so <laughs> tribute by tenacious d is the story of a time where jack black and kyle his brother he says he brother. Always brother. they're not brothers but, but like he's his like brother his bro his brother yeah. um are stopped by a demon in the middle of a street and he the demon demands they play the best song in the world for yeah. them and they look into their eyes and they just do it. Do it. And yeah, they, they just play do it. Song. But it's, they are very clear to let us know that what we hear is not the best song in the world. It's just a tribute. Yeah, they played the best song in the world for the demon. Voiced by, um, played by Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl is the demon in that. Weird. Yeah, well, it feels like they'd be good mates, doesn't it? Because they're in a Foo Fighters video. Probably, yeah. It feels like they do, they've probably done a lot yeah. together. Yeah. But that's, that's tribute by Tenacious D. It's a short story, but it's a good story. Yeah, they walked down the road and they sang a song. Yeah, because they, the, that's the general plot of it, but they do stretch it out, don't they? Yeah, they it's, make, they, it's a good description. It's vivid. I think that's why I chose it, because it's yeah. it's, it's like a vivid... My favourite bit is when the demon goes, Are you angel? <laughs> we are Jack but men. Nay, we are but men. And then it's like... Nah. People used to love doing... So there's a club night, like a, a nappy night in Portsmouth called Indigo. Ah, uh, yeah. Which was like an alternative nappy yeah. night. Um, and they would always play Tribute by Tenacious D. 
and people would love to do their the the best song. song. Love to do the, the voice. Yeah, it's brilliant. Right, eat your souls. But I think a lot of Tenacious D songs are um, like stories. A stories. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's a lot of novelty music. It's actually novelty rock, isn't it? Yes. Really, and novelty music does often do that. Yes, so maybe this was an obvious choice. I, I kind of wanted to do brilliant. something a bit left of centre for me as well. Yeah, but I feel like Tenacious D is the sort of thing that you could get, you would get into. Like it fits in with your like Foo Fighters and your Red Hot Chili. Yes, that sort of stuff. you are. Like so, we said, they are friends. We think. We I assume that they would be. They seem like the sort of people that would be friends. Like I don't, I don't feel like I'd know Tenacious D's back catalogue, but I could appreciate some of their music if it came. Yeah, on. Do you ever see their movie? I didn't actually see that. It's kind of like a. It's got elements of tribute to it. Yeah. But it's it's more. It's the pick of destiny, wasn't it? Yeah. So they're looking for the pick of destiny so they can play the best song in the world. Yeah. So it's kind of like. A and bit. like I couldn't name you many other Tenacious D songs, but tribute I could probably sing like word for word. Yeah, I think anyone from a certain period in time can. Yeah. Like that song, fuck her slow. Ah, oh, nice. <laughs> romantic. So we romantic. We should have done that for the wedding episode. <laughs> <laughs> I loved. I was so excited that you picked this song. I just I yeah. love it. Okay, my next song is Seven Days by Craig David. Welcome back, Craig. Welcome I back. Ha- I had to pick because last time you were like, "Why didn't you pick Seven Days?" So you thought, I'll just answer a question this time and do it. Yeah. So what's the story of seven days for anyone that lives under a rock? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Craig David met a girl on Monday. Yeah. Took her for a drink on Tuesday. Right. They made love by Wednesday. Yeah. And they were doing it on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Right. And then they chilled on Sunday. And they made love once. Yeah, they made love on Wednesday. No, No, on Sunday. And on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. So it's we like were a... making love by Wednesday. So do you know if we saw her again in the next week? It the way that he repeats it seems that like the weeks just go on and on and on. It's like Groundhog Day. Groundhog Week. Groundhog. Yeah, like it all resets. <laughs> is this a different girl from Fill Me In? Uh, that's what I'm trying to debate. Is it a plot line or is it? I listened to it a few times. And I was like, come on, like. But I think cause... no, because they were neighbours. Yeah, and on this song he says he met her on the Monday. Yeah. It's a beautiful girl with a beautiful body. I met her about quarter past three, I think. It's very detailed, the way that he, he meets her. And they do it from the same album. Yeah, and then he's very detailed about the way he meets her and what they have to drink. Doesn't go into a lot of detail about the sex. He's very, he skips over that. Yeah, and he just, yeah, he does. He's very detailed about what he does on Monday and Tuesday. making Because he says about that they drink actual like Moe, doesn't he? He actually specifies there are other brands of champagne available. <laughs> um, but he's very specific about that. And then suddenly they're just making love for like four days and then they chill. I feel like it's because the lady doesn't kiss and tell and he's very respectful of that. I feel like the lady's not real and it's a song that he's written. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> People write from their own experiences, Em. Come on. Yeah, so there's a lot of detail going into the start of the week and how he meets. It's just a short love story, isn't it? Love story fling. It's a short fling story. Maybe he's then going to go back to his neighbour. <gasps> I think they're going to be shitting on his neighbour. Oh, oh the neighbour girl. Parents don't like him. Maybe it's because he acts like this. <laughs> so then next episode, you need to bring Walking Away by Craig David. Yeah, from the troubles in his life. And the reason that he's got troubles in his life he is because he's... Because he can't his fancies. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's got this girl and the other girl. 
And another trouble is probably that one week of his life just keeps repeating over. The man's insane. Yeah. It was his career tank, but he's you know had a comeback. Yeah, I liked his most recent stuff. Don't can't yeah. remember it. Says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, I liked it at the time. That's enough about Craig David. Well done, Craig. We love that. <laughs> it's a good story. It's a story we all know. We all know the story we of all... Seven Days. She, he met her on the subway, didn't he? In a subway. Oh, it's in a subway. I'm getting a bit long. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting a meatball marinara. <laughs> Veggie patty all the way, babe. Yeah, no, I don't think for Craig David. <laughs> he has, I reckon he has all the meats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are other sandwich shops available. None as good, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my next song is Betty by Taylor Swift. You can't believe a word she says most times, but this time it was true. So, Betty is actually part of a trilogy. I of... thought this was really interesting, actually. Yeah, I think it's really smart songwriting. And, like, listening to it, I now want to listen to the other ones to like. Yeah. So, it's three songs. There's Cardigan, August, mm. and Betty. Yeah. And so it's the story of two girls. Yeah. And a guy, James, Betty, and August are the people. James was with Betty. James cheated on Betty with, with August. August. Yeah. And then James wants to win Betty back. So I chose Betty because I think it's the best song of the three. But it also is the mid. It feels like it's the middle point. It feels like you get the most information about yeah. the story. It's also the most obvious of the three that it is a story. It's got like a structure. Yeah. Um. So he's like trying to win her back. So the song starts, and James has heard that Betty has changed her homeroom, and he doesn't, doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be in the class with James anymore. Yeah, she's gone, and um, Betty heard the rumors from Inez, and you cannot believe a word Inez says. But this, like this time, this time it is true. This time it is true. It's like Inez is a liar, but this not always. He's <laughs> like typical man. Oh, it sounds true. So James um, has like a plan to win Betty back, and he's yeah. going to show up at her party. Which I don't think is the greatest plan in like the I world. I feel like if she's mad at him, that might not go Yeah, maybe get her and meet her in private. Yeah. So he says that he spent the whole summer with August, but he dreamt of Beth what? all summer long. What? He's a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can't have your cake and eat it, mate. He wants it. He wants Betty, August. He probably wants the Ness if given half the chance. Sick of it. <laughs> Sick of it from James. So he's like, if I showed up at your party, would you tell me that you love me or would you tell me to go fuck myself? Fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. And at the end, he kind of comes to like a realisation that this is the last time he can ever, like, try this. Otherwise. As in, not in life, but with Betty. I think Betty's one of the best songs Taylor Swift has ever written. I actually thought it was quite a pretty, like, without even listening to the lyrics, it's just quite a pretty song. Yeah, it is. Although, doesn't it sound a little bit like Flowers in the Window? Flowers yeah. In, doesn't it? <laughs> but yeah, that's it. And it's from her album Folklore, which I think is like a collection and the album that came out after it. Because isn't there the one about murder? That's on Evermore, which is the the, the she sister. She does with Heim. Hi, yeah, that's called No Body, No Crime. And I was tossing it up between Betty and No Body, No Crime. Mm. Taylor Swift, I think, is actually a really great storyteller. Like, Love Story is another good one. Well, I, mean, she's a, I think she's always been a good songwriter, but she lost away with it storytelling-wise when she was doing pop. But now she's back with, like, her folky vibes. Better. 
feel like she's telling stories again. And Folklore and Evermore are both two great albums for doing that. As and they go together, don't they? She calls them sister albums. Aww. And there's rumours. Sister wives, sister albums, <laughs> sister wives. There's rumours there's a third album called Woodvale. That uh, sounds like something, like like a neighbouring town to Riverdale, doesn't it? <laughs> Greendale, that's the... Um, Woodvale, because on the artwork for Folklore, really faint behind the trees, yeah. you can see the word Woodvale. So like all the fans online were like, is there a third album coming? What's is this happening? a trilogy of albums? With stories that maybe we'll Triplets. get... Triplets. Yeah. And Taylor said, no, that is actually an accident. And the album before Folklore was going to be called Woodvale. And when we mocked up the artwork, we forgot to take Woodvale off the artwork. I don't believe that because I think she's too... She's quite smart. Yeah, that seems weird. Like, it seems like something she would not miss. I feel like she said that because people started to work it out and she likes to drop a surprise. Yeah, but now she's going to look like she's a liar. <laughs> people were about, like, in the merch for Folklore and Evermore. Everything was coming in threes with three different colours. So everyone was like, there's definitely a third album coming. Definitely. But she hasn't released it yet. And it's been about... It's been nearly a year since the last one. Maybe she's being petty and just won't do it because everyone's worked it out. Like, I'm not doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my next song is Last Name by Carrie Underwood. theme oh my gosh yeah taylor carrie country queens yeah carrie's more country isn't she really these days yeah especially um this is a brilliant song it's a brilliant a story song. plot twists she's got quite a lot of them but i just like jesus take the wheel i just can't jesus connect take, with yeah jesus take the wheel and also think before he cheats are like the ones that jump to my mind as yeah. well as this but this one is brilliant so basically she gone out hasn't she she's having a lot of tequila and basically she talks about how she's met this guy and she's obviously done bits with him she's it seems bits. like they've, they've done bits doesn't it but she doesn't know his last name and then where did my manners go they end up like in vegas basically yeah. and what happens here stays here which is what like, i love yeah. the way she sings those songs yeah. as well and then Again, she still doesn't know his last name. Um, and then she wakes up the next day, it's implied, I guess, and she sings the same chorus, and then she says, I don't even know my last name. A scandal. The implication is, obviously, that she's bloody got married to this strange man. That is the plot twist that no one saw coming. Yeah, I think it's really good, that little bit. And all she has to do is change my the word his or mine. A lot of country my. songs do that. Yeah, it's really clever. A country trope. Yeah. Trope. Because Betty did it as well. And... Nobody, no crime. Oh my god, they've all done it. Quite. It was a really good time for me to pick this song then. It worked well, didn't it? It did, yeah. I also, I love it because it's quite gripping. Yeah, I think it's a really good song. It would fit, if they wanted to do another series, I mean, we're talking about it, but that Net, the Dolly Parton Netflix series, but with other artists. They could do Carrie Underwood songs. They could songs. do Carrie Underwood songs, even if they wanted to do like a Netflix, they could just, well, come to us. I've got a book full. So yeah, it's a really good story song. It is a really good, it's also brilliant. Do you remember when they performed it in Glee, when Kristen Chenow performed it in Glee? That is a good, she's, Similar voices. Very similar. Because she also performs... I swear she performs things before. I think she does a lot of Carrie Underwood stuff. Yeah. She has done a cover of um, Jesus Take the Wheel. I think this is actually the first time I heard 
last um, name without in actually in Glee when Kristen Chenoweth did it. And then realised you have to carry on with Yeah, I think I was aware of it, but I always knew Pink Floyd Cheats. But they're all great for telling stories. But this is, I think this is like the best song as well. Yeah, actually a good song. Because I can't promote Jesus Take the Wheel. <laughs> I don't want to promote anything. I don't want to. <laughs> no, I'm not going to turn around and say that I want to... I'm not... Like, I've already picked a country song. I can't pick a country song about Jesus. It's just not me. He's done enough. He's take, <laughs> Jesus, has, Jesus has taken enough. So there we go. That's Carrie Underwood. Last good name. choice. Thanks. Good choice. Thanks. And I like that it's got a plot twist. All good songs have plot twists and awards in the middle of them. <laughs> <laughs> so my next song is Driver's Licence by Olivia Rodrigo. Got my driver's licence last week Just like we always talked about Cause you were so excited for me To finally drive up to your house But today I drove through the suburbs Crying cause you were so you obsessed with Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, me and all the fourteen-year-old girls. <laughs> <laughs> the driver's license is obviously a story about a girl who's reminiscing on her love that's gone wrong because yeah. he taught her how to drive, and then um, she got the driver's license just like they always talked about. Like a dream together. And she was always—he was so excited for her to drive up to his house. She obviously, but today she couldn't because they'd broken up, and that was like a war. She drove up to his house. Yeah, like the first thing she did, <laughs> wave it in his face, like, look at this bitch. <laughs> so she drives around the city and she like reminisces on their relationship together. Yeah. But really also there's like a whole other like extra story that goes with this song that was like a, in the real world. The implication yes. is he cheated on her, her with Sabrina Washington. Blonde girl. Blonde girl. So you met, said you met that blonde girl last week or whatever. The yeah, and there's like another song on her album called Traitor. Um, where she's basically singing about how, um, if you ever loved me, why would you get with someone else so quickly? So apparently, Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett dated. Mm. Uh, he was teaching her how to drive. There is Instagram evidence of that. Surely she should go to like a qualified professional. <laughs> I don't know how these things work in America. You've got like they teach you at school, don't they? Yeah, but Joshua Bassett was teaching her. So and Joshua Bassett released a song called Anybody Else. Where she's yeah. singing about, I don't want to be with anybody else. And she sings the lyric, guess you didn't mean what you wrote in that song about me. Uh, yeah, she does. That's and fun. then suddenly, not long after it was supposed that those two had broken up, suddenly Sabrina, who was a bit older and blonde, just like the lyrics of Driver's Licence entail, suddenly started appearing all over his social media feeds. So... Take from that what you will, take but... Take from that what you will, but I've taken from it this. Then, <laughs> but you have to be very careful with speculation. So around the time of driver's license coming out, Joshua Bassett ended up in hospital, and he is was since... it in a car accident because <laughs> he's a bad teacher. <laughs> he was trying to teach his new girlfriend how to drive. <laughs> so he um, ended up in hospital, and he's d- recently done an interview where he said that he was basically just having constant panic attacks. And look about the song. About the song and all the speculation around it, Aww. which is awful, isn't it? So now obviously it's like a whole thing of maybe I don't know. We're probably I'm just adding to it with. Fuck you, Joshua. <laughs> there's, there's distance between it now. It's not like right in the prime of when it actually happened. Oh, bless him. Because uh, he thought everyone was going to hate him. Everyone, everyone was going to hate him. He thought his career was over. Is he gay? So then also, yeah, another plot twist. Plot twist. And another one. And another one. <laughs> <laughs> He's now come out as queer. So that is Driver's License. It's probably the most current song we've ever put on this podcast. I did like this song when it came out, but I just feel like I can't listen 
I've told you this, I feel like her music's just not for me. Like, not saying, like, oh, that's not for me. I don't, like, I feel like she's not making music for me. You're not her target audience. Yeah. No, I get that. You are. Gays and 14-year-old girls. Yeah. Yeah. She is great, and her album is really, really good, and I think she is going to clean up at the Grammys. Didn't she do that song that's, like, exactly like Misery Business by Paramore? Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, I love that song. Do you prefer that or Misery Business? Good for you. (gasps) I hope you're happy and healthy. Because also, <laughs> that iconic line where she screams like a damn sociopath. Yeah. Like, imagine having the confidence to call someone a sociopath just because they don't want to date you anymore. Her whole album is literally, each song could just be called I Hate You, Joshua Bassett. Every song is quite... He's having panic attacks. I know, she's really nervous about him. <laughs> His music's all right, but her music is better. And that's not just because I prefer female singers. I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's quite bland his music yeah whereas her music i feel it's got a bit of flavor yeah and like i don't know i just I, I like her i like what she's doing i'm excited to see what comes next for her well done olivia so um my next song is don't you want me baby by the human league some of the other stories that I've picked like it's basically Crocodile Rock isn't it yeah sort of basically like the (laughs) the general gist of it is like he feels like he's given her a lot and he's provided a lot towards her life and she's like no I don't think so I think I've got there on my own yeah but it's just a love story isn't it gone wrong it is and um it's also an 80s classic yeah and I like that um that you get verse one from her perspective his perspective verse two from yeah, her perspective yeah her perspective you're getting like both sides of the story it makes him sound a bit crazy I think sh- she comes off a lot better she does come off a lot better they, they don't end up together or anything do they no because he's like she does say that she still loves him yeah but she's also saying like I'm doing much better now and like don't act like you did everything I would I've done it on my own like you did help Basically, she's like, I would have done it on my own, but like, thanks for the help, but like, you can't take credit for everything that's happened to my life. No, because people have to like. Um, yeah. So, story. Uh, we were would have been year six at school. Yeah. On the Queen's fiftieth jubilee. Yeah. So she'd have been on the throne in the fifties, sixties. Yeah. Seventies, eighties, and nineties. Mm. Um, at that point, so each year group sang a song from a decade of her reign. Yeah. From the 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s, nothing from the 90s. Too new. I think it was too new. We'd be doing Spice Girls, wouldn't we? Yeah. No, so we would have been year five at school. So we should have, by rights, had the 70s. But we ended up with the 80s. Don't know why. Yeah. And we sang Don't You Want Me Baby. Stood on this big stage in our school playground. That's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of 80s songs that you could be singing that aren't Don't You Want Me Baby. Yeah. Yeah. So we stood on stage and you could, our friend Amy can vouch for this. Stood on this big stage in our playground. Massive all these long tables it was like a street party vibe we said all girls on one side all boys on the other and we sang it don't you want me baby um the eight, the 70s year did waterloo that feels better that feels british that one like the battle of waterloo <laughs> swedish band though yeah yeah the other the 60s was yellow submarine by the beatles yeah and then 50s did catch a falling star and put it in your pocket <laughs> it's like princess diamonds <laughs> 
made us feel like your song was hideously inappropriate <laughs> there in was comparison to the other songs. A massive Human League fan somewhere in the teaching staff, wasn't there, that was like, this is what we're doing. Yeah, because all of those other songs are really generic, simple, cliche, like easy songs. Like Yellow Submarine, that I spent years thinking was like a nursery rhyme. <laughs> I wonder, um, what other 80s songs we could have done? Come a Chameleon probably would have been fun. This queen could have done We Are the Champions. And you like are literally singing about someone working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just weird. It just seems weird. <laughs> and like implying that all of the boys in your year were the boy bit, right? Yeah, we were all the boy bit. But we had to do this bit. <laughs> oh my god, we had to do this bit. Oh, I feel so embarrassed saying this. <laughs> <laughs> So when the girls did the bit that was like, I still love you, yeah. we all had to go, thank you. <laughs> that is not what you say in response to that. <laughs> and it's just, it's not to parents or anything like that, it was just to other people in our school. So it was all of year five, was it? All the whole year group. We're singing it to just year three, four, and six. <laughs> and Waterloo, they had a little two-step going. They had a little routine. They were like doing like a little arm roll. I think it's awful how they made children sing at school. <laughs> <laughs> it's just awful, isn't it? You have to do this. You have to dance to Waterloo. <laughs> you have to sing the Human League for the Queen. <laughs> Meridian would have been like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Doesn't it? So, my final song, and I have saved this for the end, <laughs> is Half Breed by Cher. <laughs> A young girl who is mixed race, white and Cherokee. No matter where she goes in the world, she is not wanted. Yeah. She's not wanted by the Cherokee people. She's not wanted by white, white people. people. I am. Um... It's, it's offensive, isn't it? It's, offensive. <laughs> it's, offensive. it's got a really good beat, really good rhythm. I actually really like the song. Yeah. But it wasn't I said it out loud that I realised just how inappropriate this song it's is. It's so offensive. So she, it's got to the point where Cher has had to agree not to perform it in her shows anymore. <laughs> so Cher, Did you say that the Cherokee Nation have like severed all ties? So Cher tries to claim that she is one sixteenth Cherokee. And but the Cherokee people No, one sixteenth. And the Cherokee people basically are like, We've got no record of your family. <laughs> and we I'm, don't want to be associated with this song. Um I yeah. just couldn't believe it. I when I heard it, Cher always brings the best to these episodes. Yeah, that's why I knew I had to bring a Cher song. You, I always bring Craig David. You always bring Cher. <laughs> so, I don't think this is as good a story as um, Dark Lady. Maybe it's not as narrative, is it? It's not like plot, plot, plot. No, plot, there's plot not point. a structure, but there is probably just as much cultural appropriation. Happening. If not more, she used to perform it in a Native American headdress. 
Yes, she's quite famous for that, isn't she? Yeah. She's kind of just trying past Cherokee. No. So apparently the Native American people refer to Cher as a pretendian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, there's so much more you could do for the Native American community than yeah. just pretend to be. It's like Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. So it got to the point where there was obviously, of course... A hashtag Twitter controversy about this song. Really? Yeah. Cher got called out. And Cher, as you probably know, is not the sort of woman that takes things lying down. So was she, like, adamant that she was part Cherokee? Like, she how was she... like... She was basically... So someone brought up Cher's mum. Who is not... And said, Cher's... Look, Cher's mum is very, very white. And Cher then bit back because she was like, that's the line you don't cross. That's my mum. And then it became a whole thing of Cher defending the song Half-Breed. Until she had to issue an apology. <laughs> but her mum isn't... So in this song, she basically claims that her mum is Cherokee. Yeah, the lyric is, my mother's people were Cherokee. Yeah, and they're not, and they weren't. They're not, and they weren't. There's no evidence. The Cherokee people, who I feel like, have records. Yeah. <laughs> have records, we'll prove it. Like her dad could have been. Like, we don't know a lot about her dad. Her dad was Armenian. And they're saying that... You said that... Um, the Armenian people from black, like yeah. So this is according well. to the in- the internet. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, the appara- internet. Apparently, um, there was a period of time where Armenian people in America tried to say they were Native American, and I don't know how true that is. She's it's just getting worse and worse, George. She's not. This is it's a very good song, but we're kind of going to cancel share, aren't we? I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened. I also feel like because she's agreed to not perform it, like she's taken it off her set list. Done. But she said, so in her defence of it, she was like, I'm aware that this song causes hurt, but I also know that when people come to see me, they expect it. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. She was like, I'm torn between, you know, upsetting my fans or upsetting a race of people. Upset the fans? Yeah. You've got loads of other songs. Yeah. I wouldn't, do you know Just what? do Dark Lady. <laughs> when I saw Cher, she didn't sing Half Breed. And I didn't think, oh, do you know what that concert really missed? Half Breed. If she didn't do Believe, I might have an issue. Yeah. But as long as she's doing most, you know, Walking in Memphis, Shoop Shoop song and Turn Back Time as well, I can cope yeah, with that. Yeah, she's literally had the longest career ever. L- she can literally. calm down. <laughs> what song is going on the mega playlist? I'm going to throw a curveball here. Yeah. I actually warned you that I was going to pick Cher already, but I'm not going to pick Tenacious D. Okay. It's, it's a it's a curveball, and I don't think it goes with it, but I would just love to listen to that playlist and just randomly hear Tenacious D start. I think it would be a laugh. <laughs> Do you know okay. what I mean? <laughs> and for me, it's the Human League, Don't You Want Me Baby. I think they good choices. Yeah, both odd. <laughs> and I think for me it was, I based it just on how much fun we had talking about it. Yeah, and... This is now a Jack Black podcast, so Tenacious D's con. <laughs> go on there. Ah, so it's just time just to wrap up and say where you can find us. So, as always, it's on Twitter and Instagram, at songsforwhenpod. And you can find us where you ever get your podcasts. Yeah, everywhere you get your podcasts now. Anywhere and ev- whenever, wherever, in the words of Shakira. <laughs> um... Just click the link on our Twitter or Instagram bio and it'll give you a long list of where to find us. So whether it's Spotify, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, we're everywhere now. And on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a little five-star review. Yeah, we absolutely love that. We'd also love for you to go on to Spotify 
and listen to all of our playlists or just one even. They're all there. They're all there. Time for when. Have a good time. So it's just really time for us to say in the immortal words of ABBA, mm-hmm. we're through. <laughs>